We just could not resist it. We played it yesterday. It is Ben Day, and uh, he used to be with a, a band called The Concrete Lions, a South African artist. And I think he may still be with them, but that's his uh, version of Bob Marley's Natural Mystic. And I have to say, I think it is a fantastic cover. And the whole team and us, we all put our fists together and said, yep, that's going to be our big, fat, juicy. Because if you listen carefully, you can hear the Natural Mystic happening. And that's what we like. It's quarter past seven, and you are with SAFM 104 to 107. Now, this month, um, from the 21st of September all the way until October the 18th is Eye Care Awareness Month. In fact, it goes through two months and it's about the importance of eye health and specifically around the prevention and treatment of avoidable blindness. The question is, when last did you have your eyes tested? And I know the last time I had mine tested, I realized that too much computer time is making me completely blind as a bat. Nevertheless, how do we take care? What is the journey of having partial sight or even having no sight as well? Our guest on the line is Tobeka Mtetwa. She is the communicator for the KwaZulu-Natal Society for the Blind. Tobeka, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us this morning. Well, thank you. Thank you, Michelle, for inviting me. And hello to your listeners and hello to yourself. Tobeka, let's talk to uh, start with your own journey, the challenges of being partially sighted, uh, th- what that means. For, for example, for kids who are going to school, what are those challenges? Oof, we face some very, very challenges, like many challenges, and they differ depending on the extent of your blindness, whether you're partially sighted, whether you're legally blind or just totally blind. Um, especially for children going to school, it's a it's an uphill battle because first, like we don't have that many um, special schools that cater for blind persons in the country, and it's a challenge. And most of these children that are blind or partially sighted are found in the rural areas, and they at times are not allowed to even go to school. So there are challenges like that because people do not know that there are organisations such as ourselves and schools that actually do cater for. For blind persons, so it's a very, it's a very, it's a very big challenge. So, what describe some of your own experiences? Because I understand you are partially sighted. Yes, I'm very, um, actually, le- I'm declared legally blind. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can barely see. Actually, I can see maybe things that are up to a meter. Yeah. And the rest, I can just see outlines. Okay. So my own journey, why I'm very passionate about um, commemorating the Eye Care Awareness Month, is that. I would like people to not be in the same boat that I am in because it's only with, if only I had the information that I had now three years ago, I think my blindness could have been prevented. Wow. Because I, might, yeah, because I myself had symptoms like um, at times, you know, when you have itchy eyes or yeah. your eyes would water or at times you feel as if there's sand or something stuck in your eyes and I would just overlook that as nothing. Yeah. And today, as I speak to you, I'm now a visually impaired person. So to, for me to protect people from getting um, becoming blind as well and losing their sight, because I know how much of a challenge it is now because I've been on the other side and I'm on this side, it's a very um, big and hard adjustment. So that's why I'm very passionate about um, commemorating this month and raising awareness. And, and how did you, how old were you when you started to feel those symptoms? Actually, they really started at a, like a fairly young age. Yeah. 
um, say, maybe my teens, because right now I'm 30. Yeah. So it started in my teens, and I just overlooked them, because they'd come, and then they'd just go and disappear. So I thought, no, this is nothing. Maybe it's a little virus that I caught, and it's uh, uh, triumphed over it. Yeah. But then later, when I, I think I was about 25, then I started really, like, my eyes would be redness. And at a certain point, they're actually, like, almost protruding. And I just looked at it as nothing. I'll just take your antihistamines or anti-inflammatory yeah. medication, thinking that everything is fine. Only to find that um, those are the only the early signs of um, visual, visual vision loss. And yeah. I didn't know at the time. Tobeka, I mean, you, what, what you're talking about so much is around this idea of us learning and and being educated around this. I mean, none of us would, I mean, all of us would go, okay, my eyes are itchy or, my, you know, I might have eye pain, as you say. I mean, it's it's dusty outside. I just take the antihistamines, whatever. But what it does talk to is us learning to take care of our eyes. And perhaps we don't get enough information around this. I mean, it's, it should be eye care year all the time. What would you say to people who are feeling that but may not have immediate access to a um, an eye clinic maybe they're in an area where there is a clinic but there's no one who can test their eyes what would your suggestions be my first um, suggestion would actually be a warning to know because what we do is okay you feel a certain discomfort or pain in your eyes you immediately rush to a pharmacy to get eye drops yeah. Because you, you don't know, number one, what is wrong with your eyes, and you may treat it with the wrong eye drops. Yes. So it's, as much as it's, you, may, you may live far where you don't have access to um, eye clinics and other places there, I think you would rather that your first point of contact would be your, early, um, your healthcare giver in yeah. your area or maybe your general, your general practitioner. And... For other people like our, like ourselves, if you are close, like in the places like Durban, yeah. there are organizations like our own Kaiser Society for the Blind wherein you can phone and um, find information because you don't just deal with people when they are now visually impaired, even prior. So that's why we are championing this eye care awareness. Yeah. yeah. So how, how would you, um, you would say to people, okay, there is no, there may not be an eye care clinic in your area, but do this. What can they do? Who can they contact? What can they find? Where can they find out more information? Okay, to find out more information, okay, we are we do um, cater to all, all of KZN as we are the KZN Society for the Blind. Yeah. So if anyone needs any information, we do have a, a on-site um, eye clinic that we operate on 194 on Willow Road in Durban. Yeah. And the phone number is as follows: it is zero three one. Yeah. Two zero two. Yeah. Seven two, yep, double seven. And um, currently, just to assist people because you, the, obviously the community can't get to us, we go to them. Like like on the fourth, which is tomorrow, we'll be going to the Chatsworth Wilbur Duck Center. Yeah. On Tuesday, we'll be going to Tongat um, Abraham Center. Yes. Then this will all be followed by a, a rally, a YK rally in Chatsworth Chatsworth Center on the eighth. So people must come to these venues. We will be conducting screening for them absolutely free of charge. But um, other than these days, people can then come to the clinic and we only charge 70 rand for screening as we are an NGO. 
NPO. Okay. So, Tobeka, in closing, I mean, you, you've certainly put the fear into us and made us aware that we need to take care and think about our eyes and when something feels uncomfortable instead of just going and getting all the eye drops we go okay let me just go and get this checked because this does feels a bit odd um there are other there are ways of thinking around um partially sighted or those are who who are uh as you say completely legally blind what are some of your learnings as you've moved forward that we can take from you? What I've learned is um, there actually is life after, after visual impairment. Yeah. And organizations such as our own yeah. are able to equip the blind because I, for one, am used to writing on pen and paper. Yeah. But they then offer like programs like computer lessons and business studies where you, they equip a blind person to then be... Um, to contribute to the economy. Yeah. So there's a lot that you are taught, and you are taught on orientation and mobility, where you know how to walk and do your daily like life activities with ease. So they've actually really helped me now regain my life again and my independence, and not rely on others and rely on myself to complete my own activities. And so that's what I have learned and. What I'd like to say to people is that if at home you do have a blind or visually impaired person or someone who's in the early stages of visual impairment, don't lock them up in the house because that's what we tend to do. That, okay, they, their life is over, let's lock them up in the house. No. There are organizations like our own. Let them reach out and we are there to help them at every step of the way. Tobeka, it is uh, a real pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and also your recommendations as well. Tobeka Mtetwa, she's the communication and the communicate uh, advisor and officer of the KwaZulu-Natal Society for the Blind. And uh, even if you are anywhere in the country but you want some advice, why don't you give them a call on 31 202 Double seven oh three one two oh two seven two double seven. That's the KwaZulu-Natal Society for the Blind. It is Eye Care Awareness Month, and uh, as you think about it, perhaps you have someone in your family, perhaps you know of someone in your community. As Tobeka so clearly says, don't just lock them up at home. If you are having partial sight or something, try and get onto that line and get the information you need and get the support you need as well because there are people like Tobeka and her team 